Hello, this is the Rapid Review for the week ending the 26th of May. Mid-month weeks are a quiet time for data, and this week I caught only 85 releases, um, 11 surprises, 16 shocks. Very broadly, the US is very positive, Europe was solidly negative, and Asia, I would say, quietly negative. So what did I find time to write about? Well, sometimes the important dynamic is that there's no obvious dynamic. And on Friday, I looked at two sets of data from the US, which suggested neither boom nor bust, but just a sort of steady state moving side to side. The first was capital goods orders and shipments. Now, they've been tracking sideways since August and September last year, and April was no change in that. The underlying ratios, there's book to bill, inventory to shipment ratios, are also telling us not to expect any change soon. Then there's personal income and spending data. And there I check to look for whether there are any great changes in savings and interest payments as a percentage of disposable income. As an, I take that as a measure of changes in real financial stress for the household sector. And once again, this has been flat now since at least the first quarter last year. Generally, we're always looking for cyclical dynamics. And in the US, they're either not there or just hiding very well. Over in Germany, the big announcement was a 0.3% fall in first quarter GDP, which had the headline writers telling us that Germany had tipped into formal recession. And that's fair enough. In the first quarter, uh, Germany's economy is about 0.5% lower than in pre-COVID 4Q19. And it's the smallest economy Germany's had since the fourth quarter of 2018. But despite that, Germany's Kalecki profits are actually, yes, surging on a 12-month basis, rising 7.1% quarter-on-quarter and 14.6% year-on-year, equivalent to 16.7% of GDP. It's quite a recovery. So Germany joined the US and the UK in reporting buoyant profits despite sagging economies. Interesting, Nespar. In all of them, what's helping out is that government deficits are rising once again and the immediate drag from terms of trade are easing. Again, cyclically, sharply rising profits are an unlikely backdrop for a sharp recession. On Wednesday, I looked at the UK's inflation situation. April CPI came in at 8.7% against a very friendly base of comparison. Uh, There was a 1.2% month-on-month rise, which is 2.4 standard deviations above historic seasonal trends. Bond markets hated it. But I have two observations. First, what we're seeing right now is still mainly the result of the UK's bizarre energy pricing policies, which punishes consumers by charging for electricity at the highest marginal price demanded by energy producers. Not only are prices higher than they should be, but they are also altered only quarterly, which means UK consumers right now are missing out completely on falling international prices. The energy price fixes will show up, but only in July and October CBIs, by which time this crazy pricing policy will have passed on its harm to inflation expectations and the broader pricing environment, which is exactly what's driving the inflation in April. The other factor that we saw in April, though, is, is a little bit more friendly. Uh, we can see end distributors, so that's shops basically, uh, pri- uh, their pricing having made up at least two-thirds of the loss of margins inflicted by energy prices last year. 
Uh, you can measure this by looking at PPI, CPI terms of trade. So in April, PPI fell 1.1%, uh, yes, 0.01%, excuse me, on the month. And CPI rose 1.2%, which took CPI back to within touching distance of pre-energy price shock terms of trade, i.e. there's not much more of this sort of pass-through to go. Maybe bond markets haven't quite caught up with that yet, but it's something they should keep an eye on. Right, that's it for the week. This coming week will be very, very busy, uh, end of the month and all that, so spare a thought for me trying to keep up with it all. Good luck.